Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Zarek. And today, um, you may notice we are without Ryan. We we don't know if Ryan's going to maybe show up or not, but um, he may join us later, so stay tuned for that in case he does. But for right now, it's going to be me and JR um, just talking about some news. So, yeah, we're going to talk about some news here, and we're going to go from there. We're going to just cover everything today. So, I guess, JR, where do you want to start? Um, I mean – Honestly, and we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. There's there's not too too much news when it comes to, you know, anything outside of college basketball, really. Um, I guess we can start where we usually would start off at the NFL. Like I said, there's not too too much, but um I think that the biggest thing probably last like week and a half that's happened is the trading inside the draft order. I mean, we've seen the the Niners move up to pick three. The Dolphins are what now, pick six, when they traded with the Eagles to go back to pick 12. I mean, it's not too entirely much, but I think the real story that comes with that, you know, whole trade ordeal is why are the Niners trading up to pick three? What are they going to Clearly, they don't see Jimmy G as their long-term quarterback for the next five years. Um but maybe I'm going to say maybe this year they may start him still just to maybe, I don't know, sort of like groom the rookie for a year. But I, I, I don't really see Jimmy Garoppolo staying past next year. And see, I, I agree with that. I, I think it could be quarterback. But part of me, it, 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 I don't really know. I, I think it's weird because a lot of the rumors, and Ethan, I'm sure you're happy to hear about these ones, is that – it might not be Justin Fields. It might not be Trey Lance. It might actually be Mac Jones. And as weird as it sounds, the Niners making that pick does not surprise me, especially because of how they're playing right now with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Ethan, I know you got really upset with me during the college football season when I called Mac Jones a game manager. But again, I'm going to go by that. And that's what he is. Well, guess what? Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the best game managers in the NFL, a guy who does not play super outstanding, but he gets the job done. He makes the right decision. And guess what? He put him in the Super Bowl two years ago. I mean, that's funny, that's fair. I mean, they probably would have had a great season this year if like their whole team wasn't hurt. But well, yeah, that, that is true. But I mean, part of me just it wonders if they really are going to go this reported route of Mac Jones. I mean, what pick do they have? Do they have pick uh, – you know, they had a pick inside the top 15, didn't they? Who, Niners? The Niners, yeah. They have third. Outside of third, what was the – what What did they uh, trade to get up there? Oh, I uh, – probably, yes, yeah, some pick in the top 15, I would I would think. I mean, I, I don't know about you. And, again, I may be hating on your boy Mac Jones, but I didn't see him as a top 15 pick. So why trade to three for a quarterback – if it's Mac Jones, I mean, that opens up the possibility of Justin Fields, but I've already discussed my, uh, my dislike of a, a, a uh, Ohio state quarterback named Justin Fields. I think he's not NFL ready. I think he has very terrible work ethic. I think he does not make good decisions. I don't see him being worth the third round or third overall pick either. Trey Lance is too raw in my opinion for a third overall pick. I, I truly don't know if, I mean, maybe it's the fact that they couldn't get anywhere else. What about like, Zach Wilson? Wilson won't be there past two. 
I think it's kind of set in stone that the Jets are going with a quarterback. I mean, I still don't think they should, but I think it's pretty set in stone that Wilson's their guy, especially after that really insanely good throw off his back foot across the field throw in his pro day, which, by the way, Ethan, that's like me playing Madden throw. Like, that's the throw yeah, I no, I thought that was very – that was a very nice throw. Um, but I, I just don't know. I don't think that any of the quarterbacks left are – or not any of the quarterbacks left, but I don't know any of those, you know, three through five, three through six guys that are in the quarterback range and they're worth a third overall pick. I mean, I guess I, I've, I've seen people talk about, you know, trading up to get Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase. That also doesn't make sense to me, especially after drafting Brandon Ayuk in the first round last year. And he had a pretty decent rookie season. Again, they get Debo Samuel back. I mean, Wide receiver three is a little shaky there for them, but With still. Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, you wouldn't draft them to be a wide receiver three. I mean, they wouldn't be a wide receiver three. They would play over probably at least Ayuk. But again, that goes back to my point. Why would you draft a guy in the first round last year who had a good season just to put him as the third string? That doesn't make sense to me either. So, I mean, honestly, I think it's a very interesting pick just in general, because I don't see a, a smart pick for them with that value. Yeah, honestly, I was thinking, well, obviously, well, most likely as when it, I mean, when's the draft? The draft soon, isn't it? Draft's in about a month, I believe. month or month and a half. Yeah, so obviously, we'll do a mock draft of the first round before we, we do that. But I was almost thinking maybe the 49ers would consider taking a cornerback this draft um, as their third overall pick based on the fact that maybe Richard Sherman's like not there anymore, not retiring. But like they might need some secondary help. A cornerback at pick three? Yeah. No. If if that's on your mock draft, you will not hear the end of it. I know. I'm just saying. It's not going to be a mock draft, but. I, I mean, come on now, though. I don't. No, they didn't trade the pick three. They they could get a cornerback like whatever pick they were before. Yeah, you're right. Um, going going off that trade thing, I mentioned the Eagles traded back to pick twelve. Obviously, not a big fan of the Eagles myself, Ethan. I I feel have you feeling that you feel the same hate uh, towards the Eagles? Partially one because you're a Steelers fan. For me, it's one because my mom's from Pittsburgh, and uh, I guess for my dad's from Dallas. There you go. Uh, Pittsburgh rivalry plus that NFC divisional rivalry in my family so not a big fan of the eagles but i gotta give them props they've got a first round pick this year inside of you know the top 15 at pick 12 with the trade back they also have three first round picks next year yeah three i mean they're 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 playing they're playing the game right i think i'm and obviously like with a younger quarterback with like Jalen Hurts, who they who they want to want right now to be their starting QB. Um, I I don't know about that. You know, no, 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 I know. I'm not saying he's going to be like a starting QB. I'm just saying they, as of right now, they want him to be their starting QB. No, I no, it's the opposite. I think he will be their starting QB. I don't think they want him to, and a lot of that comes from all the rumors. I mean, you know, prior to Deshaun Watson's ordeal that he's dealing with right now. Um, oh, yeah, they don't so have any money for that. There, there, there's um, 
there was rumors that the Eagles would trade for him. There was rumors that the Eagles were going to keep Carson Wentz. There was rumors that the Eagles were going to go sign a free agent. There were rumors that the Eagles were going to go draft a quarterback. Well, guess what now? There's rumors that if Russell Wilson is somehow still available, that Russell Wilson could be at the Eagles. I think it's really it's really weird to me that the Eagles seem to be doing everything they possibly can to say, Ah, we'll keep Jalen Hurts, but we really don't want him as our starting quarterback. I don't understand that. I mean, the man is what a Heisman finalist. He won a national championship with Alabama, and he played. He played all right last year too. Yeah, I I don't understand where this lack of faith for they just um, I, they've, they've always had a problem keeping quarterbacks. Like obviously they they got rid of Carson Wentz. They got rid of Nick Foles. Um, they just well, like. I mean, the Foles and Wentz situation, they really had to because you couldn't be paying Foles and Wentz big money both both places. That's fair. But, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what the Eagles do. I, at 12, I don't know. If, I don't know. I guess what do they need? I The Eagles need, I guess, second-year wide receivers. My guess is it's Jalen Waddle. I'm assuming Jalen Waddle will probably be yeah, somewhere but around. Yeah, but they took Jalen Rieger last year, who's kind of like that speed no. guy too. Okay, but he's not good. He did well, not I play well at that, all. But, but that then now that's, that's kind different. Of- that's different, though. I mean, yes, I I mentioned that you wouldn't do that. I mean, with the Niners, like I wouldn't take Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase because they drafted Brandon Ayuk. But go compare Brandon Ayuk to you know Jalen Rieger. It's just a big so difference. funny to me how the Eagles could have had Justin Jefferson. Well, that's not the first time they've screwed up their draft. Well, that's, that's very accurate, but yeah. Um, trying to think. What else is there? The Ravens have themselves a new wide receiver there. Uh, Sammy Watkins coming over from the Chiefs. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, that kind of bolsters that Ravens wide receiving core that, I don't know, apart from Hollywood Brown really needed a little help this offseason. Sammy Watkins might have provided that little help for them if they needed. I think the most impressive news that I've seen over the last, I don't even know how long, is the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just won the Super Bowl. Guess what, football fans? All 22 of their starters are coming back. And it wasn't one of those deals where it's like one guy needed a contract. There was a number of starters on that team. Oh, yeah. They, they, I honestly, like, I, I'm honestly very shocked they were able to retain everyone apart from Antonio Brown. Um, but yeah, like, I guess, I guess I maybe they all took salary reduction and stuff, but I think they're all committed to like coming back as that same team and trying to go back to back. I think they're all very committed. Obviously, Tom Brady at the helm next year, they're going to be a contender. I mean, I think they're honestly – how can they not go in as the favorite to win? No, yeah, 100%. They're, they're 100%, I think, the favorite to win. Um, obviously, I I think they could win the Super Bowl again next year too. Um, but it, we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah. Outside of that, really, though, like I said, there's not too, too much. Uh, little interesting piece of news that I'm looking at here. A Tom Brady rookie card. How much do you think that's worth? I want to say millions. I think it is. Give me a guess. Like I, I think actually maybe like one point two. Two point two five oh. million dollars. That's more. That's more than some rookies are making on their rookie deal. No, oh, yeah, hundred percent. But it I'm, just shows like all those a lot, a lot, 
people are getting those sports cards right now. I actually have a ton of sports cards with me that I, I'm, I've been meaning to go through and see what I've got. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's very interesting how, like, the sports cards just keep selling for new record highs, it seems like, every every other week these days. So, interesting. It's interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, moving into the world of college football, again, not, not, not too much. Um, I do know that there are a lot of players in college football that are asking for the NIL NIL deals to be like in place by 2021, 2022. Um, are you talking about the endorsement thing? Yeah, that's like the. No, I want the the endorsement thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I do too. It's a lot of basketball and football players, but I mean, that would give them next year to, um, you know, be in place, and I think that's a great thing for. Yeah, I think with this endorsement thing, correct me if I'm wrong. Is like that they're not going to be paid by the NCAA directly for playing college sports, but they can like go like get money by like let's just say for like the new NCAA video game coming out, they can get money for like that, right? Yeah, it's endorsement deals. Yeah, I think they, I think they should, I think the NCAA should let them do that. I mean, it's not, I don't understand why they wouldn't really. It doesn't really hurt the NCAA in any way. It gives gives them more exposure to those players and stuff, which maybe draws more to them. But I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that field. Yeah, I'm a, I'm pretty similarly thought to you. Yeah, but like you said, other than that, I mean, obviously there's been a bunch of like pro days going on, um, all these colleges around. So, yeah, I thought, you know, there's, there's some really interesting times, I guess, for 40s. And I've seen some, I mean, Rondell Moore who's like 5'8 or 5'9 or whatever, he had a 42 and a half inch vertical. Or actually, yeah, no, I think it's 42 and a half inch vertical. And like a 3'4? Yeah, like they're, it's insane. The, the, like, I mean, you see it every draft, but like, I don't know. This year seems a little different, though. I've just seen a bunch of 40 times being posted. I've, some of those numbers are just like Kyle Pitts tight end ran like a four 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 or something like that as a tight end that's like insane well micah parsons i know is a four five i want to say which is pretty good for an uh a linebacker um he's he's gonna if whoever drafts him is gonna get a stud linebacker i've been saying this one for months ethan i've been saying it for months um anything else for college football honestly not really there is a little bit of uh covid problems i'm i'm guessing in the fcs season i noticed that a lot of the games have been postponed and or canceled um obviously that's pretty tough but i don't i'm not entirely sure i'm just going through the list and i see canceled postponed canceled postponed canceled canceled so you know i guess some covid problems there in the uh fcs division double a or whatever it's yeah Um, I guess. Yeah. So I guess anything else, or we will move on to the NBA. Let's move on to the NBA, where oh. again, not too much, but okay. Well, I was gonna say this morning, um, with LeBron James, the new Space Jam Two trailer has dropped. Which okay, Ethan, that's that. Come on, that's right. To see LeBron James is an NBA athlete. He's the he's the greatest in the league right now. So, just interesting news and because 
that's been a hyped up movie for like the past couple of years. So throwing that out there. Um, other than that, the NBA season's really kind of just like, I mean, it's just still continuing. There, there's really not much like, I guess, going on. Um, but yeah. You made a comment there that I was a little surprised about, and uh, I'm going to let it slide without discussion. So without that, with uh, no more being said, there were some uh, some pretty okay performances just last night. Um, the Raptors blew out the well, Warriors yeah. by, what, 53 points or something like that? They I were mean, up by 60 at one point. Yeah, it ended up being 130 to 77. I mean, that's just embarrassing. I mean, well, well, let's point out the fact that Steph and Draymond Green didn't play. I still think they would have lost that game if those guys would have played, but it wouldn't have been by 53. Well, here's your starting lineup. At guard, you have Kelly Oubre and Jordan Poole. Reminder that Kelly Oubre is traditionally a power forward playing shooting guard. You have James Wiseman, the rookie at center. Juan Toscano-Anderson playing, I believe, small forward. And Andrew Wiggins. Um, needless to say, that lineup did not get it done. No, uh, yeah, no way. I mean, it, it didn't help that Pascal Siakam and Gary Trent combined for 60 points, but yeah, that's fair. And then also the the uh the Bulls Jazz game, or no, wrong game, my bad. Sorry, no, the one say, the one the one below it, the one below it, the Bucks. Blazers game. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, arguably, you know, maybe possibly three-time MVP. Um, my man had 47 points and 12 rebounds, but I think the most impressive part about his performance was the fact that he went 18 of 21 from the field. I mean, that's nearly and the only three misses were three-pointers. Well, yeah. So Giannis, if Giannis played his normal game, didn't shoot three pointers, he would have been a perfect eighteen of eighteen. I mean that that's impressive. That's yeah. Um. Anything else? I mean, really, there's there's again, there's not much. Um, little standings update, I guess we can give, right? I mean, oh, in, yeah. the East, exactly. in the East. You got Brooklyn. Brooklyn has finally overtaken uh, Philadelphia for that one spot. Although it is just about a, it's a half game, so we'll see. Uh, then it's Milwaukee and Charlotte. I know that you and Todd both criticized me for saying that Charlotte and New York are playoff teams. Well, guess what? They're the four and the seven seed. Um, Atlanta is the five seed, which I think is. Great for them because I think we all just with how they've been drafting the last couple of years kind of saw how good that team. Yeah, we were we were expecting at some point they start to trend towards the playoffs. Uh, the Heat, obviously, uh, you're defending Eastern Conference champions. They are up into sixth. I know there was concern about them early in the season, but they kind of turned it around. Obviously, with the addition of Victor Oladipo, which now that I think about it, I don't even know if we've talked about on the show. Oh, no. So, what happened? So, was he, like... He was, was he traded. Yeah, he was traded. So, he was traded to the Heat. Um, I don't think there was too much, probably just from first-round picks. The other big one, which is, I think, being a little bit blown out of proportion, obviously, there's the Blake Griffin to the Nets deal. 
And then LaMarcus Aldridge was rumored to go to the Heat after being bought out by the Spurs, but now he is part of that Nets super team. I think it's being blown out a little bit, um, blown out of proportion. I mean, we're talking about a 35-year-old LaMarcus Aldridge. Give me LaMarcus Aldridge six, seven years ago, and that's probably the scariest team I think you've ever possibly seen. Same thing with Blake Griffin. Give me Blake Griffin of five years ago. And easily that becomes the scariest team ever, no doubt. I mean, the point is that team, if it doesn't, like, at least win the Eastern Conference Finals, this season's a bust for them, 100%. They, yeah. they, there is no excuse for them to not win the Conference Finals at the least. I, there I is agree. no excuse. Although I think the problem is that they're getting all this name recognition. I mean – I feel like the additions of LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin has almost pushed down the fact that, hey, guess what? Options, I don't know if I can call them six and seven, but the sixth and seventh best player when you're talking about those five, obviously the big three of Harden, KD, and Kyrie, Aldridge, and Griffin, guess what? They got Joe Harris and Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, I mean, that team has stars everywhere, and – and DeAndre, uh, you know, you can DeAndre Jordan too. Exactly. I mean, there's there's so much talent on that team, but I I do think a little bit of it is name recognition, uh, not including. Yeah, but uh, I'm group. still saying, uh, even with that, I'm still saying if they don't win the Easter Conference Finals, this was a bust year for them. Would you yeah. agree? I mean, I think if they don't get there, it is. So if they lose in the first or second round, bust year. Yeah. I think maybe the Sixers can get the beat Sixers, them. The team that I think could maybe beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think if they get to the finals and most likely play probably the Lakers again. Oh, uh, really? Really? Most likely probably the Lakers? What did you tell me yesterday? Uh, well, well, you know me being a biased Utah Jazz fan. I, 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 I simply said I think the Jazz could make a shot at the finals this year. Um, and I completely disagree, but that is neither here nor there. Um, although it kind of is, but we won't discuss it because that'll probably take up the next hour and a half. So we will, uh, we will not make that talk <laughs> on everybody. Um, should we just should we skip? Should we save college basketball to the end and just kind of go through everything else? I didn't get through my my playoffs. Oh, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Come on, Easton, you're killing me. Okay, so we got through the seven seeds of the East. Boston is that last seed there sitting at below 500. The Boston Celtics are sitting at below 500. Ethan, with that, that not sound right. With that team, with Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, there's I don't understand how that team I, – I mean, you can argue their, their center positions vary. Mo Wagner. Uh, by the way, I am completely ecstatic that Mo Wagner is no longer – hold on. I just realized something, Ethan. What? We haven't talked about any of trade deadline, have we? No. Oh. There's a lot that happened that we're forgetting. Oh, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, let's we'll run through that. But no, I am very, I'm very, very happy that Mo Fogner is no longer a part of the Washington Wizards organization. Okay, I mean, so the I just... trade deadline. I mean, I think we should start with Magic. Uh, there's there's uh, no yeah, made a lot of moves and probably a lot of moves that got players away from their team 
So I'll start off with um, Aaron Gordon was traded to the Denver Nuggets. Um, I don't what oh for like Gary Harris and something else. Uh, R.J. Hampton and oh. for first round picks. Yeah, um, Nikola Vucevic was traded to the Chicago Bulls, which actually gives the Bulls a, a much needed help. Like they just they needed someone to kind of like. Zach Levine was the only star that they need. Kind of need another like all star there that could kind of help Zach Levine, and they got it with Nikola Vucevic. Well, he can't forget the fact that they also they did give up Wendell Carter there. That I mean, very true, but yeah. And then Evan Fournier um, was traded to the Boston Celtics. Where's your French at, Ethan? Fournier. Yeah, I, didn't you take French? I, I did, but it was two years ago. That, that Oladipo trade, it was Victor Oladipo for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and a 2022 first-round draft pick swap. Um, there's, again, I mean, that's pretty much the big, big trades, those four. But, you know, I mean, there's, there's some small ones. Like, actually, wow, that's really surprising. Terrence Davis for a 2021 second-round pick to the Kings. Wasn't he averaging, like, 15 points per game? I was decent, yeah. Hold on, I need to check this out because I'm really confused. I thought he was averaging a lot. I mean, prior to going to the Kings, yeah, this season he's averaging 7.1. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but I thought Terrence Davis was pretty good for them. Uh, Oh, what the heck is this? The Spurs get Marquise Chris and cash considerations, and the Warriors get draft rights to Katie Lalane. Who is that? <laughs> You're just as good as mine. Um, but yeah, those are kind of, like Jared said, those are kind of some of the oh. oh, Norman Powell. That's who I'm thinking ah, of. Like Norman Powell and Barry. Yeah. Now that that's an interesting one because. After the 41st or 42nd game in the third season of Gary Trent Sr.'s career, he was traded from the Blazers to the Raptors. Well, guess what? The exact same thing down to the amount of games in the exact same season happened to his son, Gary Trent Jr. I think that's crazy. That, that's very that's very crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean... I don't again there's there's some small ones like I mean you know you got Matt Thomas Jazz got Matt Thomas I mentioned that there was that three-way trade between the Wizards and the Bulls and the Celtics where the Celtics ended up with Mo Wagner I could not be happier I no <laughs> longer have to cheer for him uh the Wizards got Daniel Gafford who I was a big fan out of or big Actually, fan of out of Arkansas he's a decent center I think that could help them a little bit and then the Bulls ended up getting Daniel Tice. So not only now do they have Nikola Vucevic, but they also have uh, Daniel Tice. So, you know, look for look out for the, the Magic. Or the, not the Magic. Of course, I'm screwing it up already. The Bulls, you know, maybe the Bulls are here to make a push. I'm looking at them right now in the standings, and I'm pretty sure they're, they're two teams out. So they're four games behind the Celtics. You know, crazier things could happen. But now that we finally got through to the Western Conference, Ethan, I'll let you take this one because I know you're pretty. I happy would very much appreciate it. So I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go from eight to one here. Um, 
So at eighth right now is San Antonio. Seven is Dallas. Six is Portland. Fifth is Denver. Fourth is the Lakers. Three is the Clippers. Two is Phoenix. And one is the Utah Jazz. And three games ahead of second place there, too. Whatever. Uh, oh, that speaks for itself. I, I, regardless, like I said, I don't think the Jazz are the winners of the, uh, the NBA championship by any means. And I think they'll probably go out by second round. Second round? Yeah. Oh, that is true. If, it, if, the, if we played today, we'd have to play the Lakers in the second round. Yep, see, I'm smart. Yeah, okay. Um, anything else in the NBA? Mm, not really. Um, hopefully we're not missing too much. I mean, I know we literally almost skipped over the trade deadline, but there was a massive couple trades there with the, the – uh, Especially a lot with the Magic. Well, I mean, they were kind of – they're saying rebuilding. Yeah. But um, if there's nothing else, I mean, we'll save college basketball to the end because that's obviously the, the the biggest thing we're going to talk about here. Um, so, Jr., anything in the NHL? Um, truthfully, no. Uh, I I do want to talk about one quick thing though. Remember how we talked about how bad the Sabers have been? Uh, oh yes, they. Um... You can go ahead. Thank you. They finally snapped their 18-game winless streak. Um, I mean, the game, the this the uh, not the game, the season is like 60 some games, 68 games, I want to say. So when you lose 18 in a row, that leaves you with what 50 games left, and that's not counting the ones prior to the losing streak. I mean, that's tough. That's really tough. Um, outside of that, I do know some games have been canceled and/or postponed the last couple of days. Uh, so hopefully that won't continue to, uh, cause problems throughout the NHL. Hopefully the season can continue going. Um, I'm going to do the same thing I did with NBA. Cause like I said, we don't have too much, but right now I'm looking at it. It looks as though the playoffs are going to be the Tampa Bay lightning, the Florida Panthers, the Carolina hurricanes, the Nashville predators out of the central, the uh, Washington capitals, the New York Islanders, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Boston Bruins out of the East. Come on, Pittsburgh. Uh, don't get too comfortable, Ethan. Boston's four games back, and they'll be if they win all. And now they probably won't win all those games, but they are uh, four games back and only nine points back. So there's still some time. Um, yeah. Out of the North, it looks like it would be Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal, and then out of the West, Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota and uh, Arizona. So there are four teams out of each division, which, you know, that, that's regularly how it's designed to happen. Occasionally you'll get a wild card or two wild cards out of one division and one or zero out of the other. But, yeah, that's really the, uh, the, the deal with NHL playoffs kind of, I don't want to say expected, but a lot of those teams are the ones that I figured. They're not usually there. Yeah. I wouldn't say usually, but at least this season. Like, yeah, you know, usually the Florida Panthers aren't up there, but I kind of figured. Usually Montreal's not up there, but I kind of figured. Usually, eh, I guess I can't say Minnesota's not usually there, but I don't know. It's a little, it's a little different, but it's it's kind of how I expected things to go this year. All right. Um, 
MLB anything? I mean, well, MLB has officially started. Opening day was April 1st, um, and that is not an April Fool's joke. That is the, uh, that's actually when it started on Thursday. Um, although I got to admit, I'm pretty sad because Jacob deGrom versus Max Scherzer was canceled. I was looking forward to that. Um, I'm not a big, huge baseball fan myself. I do, I do keep up with the sport. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm a big Scherzer fan. Scherzer is really the reason why I, I even follow the nationals. I, I remember picking up his shiny rookie card back in the day. Uh, he's, been, he's been my favorite player ever. And so I was really looking forward to seeing two time Cy Young award winner, Max Scherzer against, uh, I believe two years ago's Cy Young Award winner, who I still think stole Scherzer's third from him, Jacob deGrom. No uh, but I, I thought it would have been a great game and kind of upset to see that one got postponed. But uh, I don't know. Do you want to run down through the uh, the games on opening day just to give people an idea? Yeah, of what I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it a little. Um, so do I do Thursday or Friday? Thursday. Opening day, Ethan. Yeah. Thursday, the Pirates beat the Cubs 5-3. to three. The Blue Jays beat the Yankees 3-2. to two. The uh, Tigers beat the Indians 3-2. to two. The Brewers beat the Twins 6-5. to five. The Phillies beat the Braves 3-2. to two. The Royals beat the Rangers 14-10, to 10, which sounds more like a football game. The Cardinals beat the Reds 11-6. The Padres beat the Diamondbacks 8-7. to seven. The Rockies beat the Dodgers 8-5. to five. The Rays uh, beat the Marlins 1-0. The Angels beat the White Sox 4-3. The Astros beat the Athletics 8-1. And the Mariners beat the Giants 8-7. Um, the games postponed there were the Orioles and Red Sox and the Mets and Nationals game, as Jared would like to mention before. I, I do want to point out that, what, one, two, three, four of those games were extra inning games. Now, only by one, but, I mean, we're already going into extra innings, and it's not there, even – There were a lot of games that were, like, within one run. One, two, three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, there was eight games that were within one run. Keeping it close till the end, I guess. That's baseball. Yeah, so um, anything else you want to move on to UFC? Um. Yeah, there's there's really not. There's nothing really. I mean, there's some guys that are looking to possibly sign contracts, but um, nothing, all nothing right. big. All right, UFC, I know there is some pretty big news, I would say, right? Dude, you didn't even know what I was talking about when I said this to you yesterday. In fact, you thought it was – what did you think it was? But regardless, Dustin Poirier uh, and Conor McGregor are slated to fight their – trilogy fight i'm very excited about it obviously poirier is a fantastic fighter so is mcgregor two of two of the best to do it in this era i would say obviously poirier got the better of connor coming off of a uh, shortened training schedule uh mcgregor got the better of him in their first fight should be a very good one it gives connor enough time i think to train they're looking around july so three months getting a good camp uh for both of them obviously and I'm excited to watch it. I think uh, especially after watching the, I guess you could say, respect and sportsmanship that came after the last fight, I think you'll be able to – I think you should see more of it. And I, I enjoy that, seeing that side of Connor. 
and I think it'll be a great fight. I definitely will. Um, I definitely will be turning tuning into it. Um, there was a big fight um, just a couple like last week or two uh, for the heavyweight title. Stipe Miocic, uh, kind of an old guy there. Not not like old old, but he's you know, he's been in the game for a while. He's had the heavyweight title. I think he holds the record for most heavyweight wins at six. Uh, he got knocked out, though, by Francis Ngannou, and Francis Ngannou is, I mean, he's scary. He is, he's the real deal at heavyweight, and I mean, outside of Steve Bay, I, I don't know many people that I think can challenge him at heavyweight. Um, also, in that, you know, fan favorite, Sean O'Malley got the, got the knockout win with um, what looks to be a minute and eight seconds left in the third round after a two-year hiatus um, or no, a year, two years. I can't remember. It's a year and a half. I'll go with year and a half, um, but he, he got hurt and good to see him back in, back in his winning ways. Um, outside of actually not outside of that, I guess, but later this month, I think, I think I mentioned it a little bit. Actually, I think I'm thinking about me talking to my dad. But uh, Ethan, maybe you know these names a little bit. I know you've uh, stayed silent during this UFC portion because you don't know too, too much. But when I say Jorge Masvidal versus Kamaru Usman, do you know what I'm talking about? I've heard the names. Okay, fair enough. I guess I'll take that. Um, but they're, they're, they're slated to fight a second time. Uh, a couple, I, don't, I can't even think about how long ago it was. it was. It was a little bit longer than a couple months ago, but I wouldn't say it's been a whole year. Maybe it has, though. Um, I think the fight took in, took place in the summer of 2020 or maybe fall of 2020, but it was a fight where Kamaru Usman needed an opponent where a Masvidal stepped in again, kind of like McGregor with the Poirier fight, a little bit shortened of a camp. Um, Masvidal ended up losing. They are slated to fight on April 24th for the welterweight title. Again, just like the Poirier McGregor fight should be a great fight. I'm a fan of both of them. Um, and then on top of that, you've also got Zhang Weili, who is a phenomenal fighter at women's straw rate, straw weight, up against Rose Namajunas, who is again another phenomenal fighter. Not, I guess, not just even in women's straw weight, but the whole entire women's division. And then again, on top of that, you've got women's flyweight title holder Valentina Shevchenko, who again, I think when. When you think of women's fighting, there are three names that you think of when the UFC, when it comes to UFC. And no, Ethan, I'm not talking about Ronda Rousey. Um, but Zhang Weili, one of the greatest fighters I think I've ever seen in the women's division. Valentina Shevchenko, another one. And then obviously Amanda Nunez, who fought on that, um, on the card just previous to that, or to this one, or previous to the Stipe Miocic one. Um, but I mean, there is some phenomenal fights that should be happening. Outside of that, Ethan, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about some uh, some fighting news that might not be MMA. I saw your comment oh, I didn't, in the I don't chat, care. but uh, I don't know. You, all the, the microphone is all yours. So I guess I, I guess I'll talk. I don't know. I don't really. I, don't, I guess we'll just bring it up just so it's there in the world. But I think that later this month, I don't know, Jake Paul and. Ben Askren. I don't, do you know Ben Askren? 
What did you just ask me? Do you know who Ben Askren is? Yeah, I'm assuming you do, right? Yes, of course I know who Ben Askren is. They're in a boxing match later this month. And I also want to bring up, I believe, I think it's in June. There's like this huge YouTube versus TikTok boxing event. I put this in quotation marks. Um, But yeah, I guess it's just some YouTubers versus some TikTokers. Very, I don't know, very interesting how that came. I don't know. Look, of all those people you mentioned between the Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight and that, you know, whole slate of fights, guess what? There's one real fighter and his name's Ben Askren. And I guess, guess what? He's going to beat Jake Paul in a couple rounds. He'll knock him out. And uh, the TikTok versus YouTube is not going to be fun. I don't think. It, it, it's, well, well not, none of the guys really know how to bo- box. Or... I'm, I'm sure it'll bring in a lot of money, which, you know. No, you know, but the, well, that's the goal here, but it's not going to be. Like, for, like, MMA, like, UFC lovers, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be one of Like, or professional boxing lovers, it's going to be, like, what the heck is this? Yeah, it's it's but, not going to – in my opinion, as somebody that loves the UFC, it's not going to be yeah. great. Um, do you have any other news in the UFC or anything in general before we move on to college basketball? Ethan, there's, like, four other sports. Three What's other sports. Thing? Well, do you have any other news in those sports? Well, uh, first off, I'm going to go with golf because that's the most pressing. Um, right now is, I believe, the Valero Texas Open. Um, you know, that brings in some big names. Jordan Spieth is sitting at second right now or tied for second. However, that's not the golf tournament that I'm talking about. The one that I'm talking about is easily the most famous golf tournament in the whole entire world the Masters. And yes, it is next weekend. I believe April, what, 9th is when it starts? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about the green jacket. We're talking about, you know, a great 18 holes of golf, the best golfers in the world. I know a lot of people think golf is boring, but I think that you yeah. got to at least, you gotta at least fall the Masters. Is so in, especially during the Masters, which is like, obviously, like I said, the most famed really tournament in the world it's it's like honestly a ton of people tune in that don't really pay attention to golf all that much because the mass is just so iconic um augusta georgia one of the um one of the best golf courses in the world obviously um and actually like i think it's like a 50 year 50 year wait to get into like the club i guess there or whatever so it's it's all great um outside of that i do want to take it to nascar a little bit what was that look, Ethan? You look like you rolled your eyes there a little bit. Oh, I don't know. I'm good. I'm good. You sure? Oh, yeah, I'm good. You don't, you don't want to talk about NASCAR? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, NASCAR made it. NASCAR Cup Series. I'll rephrase that because the truck series has already done this. NASCAR Cup Series made their return to dirt after, I want to say, 50-plus years um, on the Bristol dirt track. That definitely was a tough race for Bristol. Um, it got rained out the first day on the truck race. They got postponed to Sunday. Then it got rained out on Sunday. And then it happened Monday. Uh, the cup winner was Joey Logano, although it was pretty much dominated by a small team track house racing with Daniel Suarez in the 99. Um, always good to see a little, little team get out there. I guess they're not the littlest of teams. They're run by Pitbull for, you know, you know, this season, at least, I, I'm assuming he's going to be taking a little bit less of a role as the team gets set in. But 
Um, Martin Truex Jr. did go out and he dominated the truck race. A lot of the guys in the Cup Series went out and uh, got some experience on the dirt uh, at Bristol. But yeah, I thought, you know, as a race fan, as a fan of pretty much NASCAR for the past, man, it's been over 10 years at this point, I think. It was definitely cool to see the Cup cars on dirt for the first time. Um, the last sport, as I mentioned, there are three golf, NASCAR, soccer. Uh, there's, there's not much, but, um, the U S need to get their priorities straight because guess what? The U S are missing their third Olympic qualifying time or qualifying, um, bid, I guess you would consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the U S men's team. Oh boy, we've been struggling as of late. Um, so we need to get things turned around and turned around fast, especially with the World Cup coming up soon as well. Okay, it's it's not necessarily that we've been struggling like as of late because we have eight straight wins in friendlies. It's just the last like we lost to Honduras. Well, yeah, that that was the U twenty three team. I do want to point out it was the U twenty three team. Fair, however. However, I mean, for the last 12 years, the games that matter just have not been won at all, um, which is kind of kind of upsetting. At least we know, at least we are 100% sure that the U.S. will qualify for the 2026 World Cup. Well, yeah, because it's hosted, so we have to. They have to put us in regardless. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, and the good news is hopefully – the women's team can get in there, um, the World Cup, which I'm assuming they will. Um, they should. They, they should. So hopefully we have them to cheer on for. Um, anything else, Jared, before we move on to our main topic of the day? Come on, Ethan. There's huge news out of the Prem. Huge news. One of the greatest Premier League strikers in the history of the Prem will not be returning to Manchester City. Sergio Aguero. Oh, yeah. Come on, Ethan. Man, you're killing me. Yeah. But yeah, no, Sergio Aguero will not be re-signing. He'll be leaving on a free uh, out of city. I'm looking right now, maybe Inter Milan with their new logo that I don't like at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's kind of interesting to see where he'll go. I mean, it's weird. He kind of sits on the bench all the time. And he's so good. I know. Yeah, he hasn't really played much in like the past year or two, I'd say. So it's been very interesting. I mean, they've got a obviously a good, good, you know, set of forwards. Here you go. Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus, Riyad Mahrez, and I believe 18-year-old or 21-year-old Farron Torres. I mean, you know, they're set up front. It's not like they're going to be missing Sergio Aguero too terribly much, but. Like I said, I mean, he's one of the greatest strikers, I think, at least in our time period, if not ever, in the Premier League with what he's been able to do at City. I mean, what, four titles? Yeah. Um, countless goals. And it's been impressive to watch Aguero. Outside of that, I mean, I know Chelsea just suffered their first loss since newly appointed manager. Um, from five to two. I'm not too entirely surprised, though. I feel like that happens to every team once. They'll get blown out by a terrible team. Every, every team does that. It makes me happy, though, because we are sitting at third still. 
one point behind United. We're not going to catch City, but it gives us five points clear of Chelsea regarding or regardless of what happens in our game against City, where we can become the first team ever to score six goals against a Pep Guardiola coached side in the history of his coaching career. Hmm. All we can do is score two goals and we'll have it. Nice. We would also we'd also be the fourth team to beat him in both fixtures of the season outside of Chelsea, Wolves, and was it Manchester United last year? Maybe. One of the there's only been, there's only been three there's only been three teams that have beaten him twice in a season in league play. So, you know, I hope Lester joins that that uh, that I guess group. Obviously, we've got the game today on NBCSN 12:30 and I probably won't even be able to watch all of it cuz I got to leave for work. Man, that <laughs> kind of sucks. But um besides that, I guess that's really it for soccer. I mean, you know, the other leagues are still going on. I actually, oh, wow. Okay. Juventus. Take a guess of what spot they're in. Second. Fifth. Oh, boy. Fifth place. Um, they're outside of Champions League qualifying. That's oh, kind of shocking. Imagine Juventus in the Europa League. It just doesn't seem right. No, it does not. But, you know, they hey. would they're gonna, I don't know if they win the Europa League if they're playing like they've been playing the past couple of weeks, but I mean props to Inter Milan though. I don't like their logo, but I do like their playing style as of late. Um, you know, they are sitting five points ahead of AC Milan with two games in hand. So, you know, they're they're doing their thing. Looks like Syria might be uh might be theirs this year. I know there's still you know, there's still like eleven games for them, so they definitely can bottle that. But hey, Okay, now Ethan, now we can get on to uh, let me. So, I'm trying to think. So, did we cover the Sweet 16 or did we preview the Sweet 16? We covered the Sweet 16 because we had our championship brackets or our second chance brackets. So, they know like Paul Roberts almost won and all that stuff. So, Elite Eight, yeah, we're into the Elite Eight. Which okay, was... I'll, I'll run through the Elite Eight games here. Um, Gonzaga absolutely. Uh, not not absolutely, but Gonzaga easily handled USC eighty five to sixty six. Ethan, that's a nineteen point game. Yeah, that's almost twenty points. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You try, well, you tried to call last time. You tried to call a team a blowout by twelve, and now you're trying to aid on the side of caution. I would call a nineteen point win a blowout, especially in the Elite Eight. Um, UCLA continues their historic run to the Final Four after beating the number one seed. Michigan, after Johnny Juzang put up 21 points or 28 points, sorry, they won the game 51 to 49. Um, Hold on. How did you get 21 and 28? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. 21 was in my head for some reason. Uh, Baylor took care of Arkansas 81 to 72. Um, Maceo, Maceo Teague or Maceo Teague had 22 that game. Um, and Moses Moody struggled with 11 points and two for 10 from shooting. So obviously not going to get the job done whenever you're shooting two of 10. And, um, Houston beat Oregon state who ended their historic run 67 to 61. So the final four, actually, that's actually today. Um, uh, uh, April 3rd, the day we're recording this, um, 
at 8.30 tonight, um, Gonzaga and UCLA play, and then the early game at 5.15 around is Baylor-Houston. I think I, I think that Gonzaga wins. I think Houston wins. I think they do beat the one-seed Baylor Bears, and I think that Gonzaga goes on to win. I do think their streak of winning games by double-digit points, except for West Virginia, go Mountaineers. Um, I think it'll continue through the UCLA game. I, I just think they're too much. Gonzaga's so good. But I do think Houston might be able to end that. I don't think they win. I think Gonzaga pulls it out. But I think they could, they could end that streak. I mean, they definitely could. Yeah. Um, there's, so, a lot of, there's a lot of outside of tournament news, though. I mean, Ethan, I'm sure you're... Oh, I, I want to give my predictions real quick. Oh, I thought you were about to move on. So I was going to catch you before you I was going to say, I think Gonzaga and Baylor win. I think Gonzaga wins. I think Baylor will be Houston, but... Okay. So, as I was saying, there's a lot of outside of tournament news. Um, the first one, Ethan, I feel like you're happy about this, but I feel like you almost shouldn't be. But Roy Williams is gone. He's out of UNC. He's retired. He is no longer the coach there. Oh, yeah. I wanted to speak on that for a second, if I could. I mean, it's only me and you, so. Okay. So, I, yeah. So, obviously, uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Duke and UNC have had a historic rivalry the past four Ethan, years. Ethan. What? For those of you who don't know about one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports okay, history, fine, fine, college fine, but, but, Yeah, but Roy Williams has been at UNC since, I believe, 2004, um, and he's made every UNC versus Duke game very interesting. Um, obviously, I'm happy to see him go because that means we don't have to play him ever again, but I'm obviously sad to see him go because he's, I mean, third – third most um, division one wins um, in college basketball. He's the only coach to have won 400 games with two teams that being UNC and Kansas. Um, he gave a lot to the game of college basketball. Um, and even though he was a UNC coach, I still have a lot of respect for him. So it's, it's still sad to see him go. Was that like a heartfelt speech that you felt it, like you had to give? Heart, but yeah, it, it, it is sad to see him go. He's obviously one of the greatest coaches of all. I can't believe I'm saying this. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, and he'll he'll be remembered as a legend. This is how it is. All right. So outside of coaching, I am going to stick with UNC basketball. And obviously, I think a lot of people are aware of the fact that I'm pretty sure every if or most of if not every player in college basketball has a extra year of eligibility because of the COVID canceled season uh, last year. So. Um, you know, a lot of people, some people will be going to the draft. Some people will be staying using that extra year. That also provides for a lot of transferring. So, as I said, sticking with UNC, big man, seven-footer, Walker Kessler transferring out of UNC. A little bit of a surprise to me. I mean, Garrison Brooks is probably going to yes. no, I want to point out that this – I, I don't want to make this about Duke, but Walker Kessler, like, I think Duke was his – Duke was – in his top five whenever he chose yes, UNC. Yes, everybody likes Duke. Everybody likes Duke. No, I'm Where just I'm, I'm just I'm just saying there is a chance he could he, no, he can play not. first nice There's as, not. There's not. Duke does not have enough scholarships to get him a spot. Yes we do. No you don't. How many scholarships do we have? Do you want Patrick Baldwin or you want Walker Kessler? I don't know actually. I can guarantee you there's no way you can get both of them. 
I think there is because Goldwire transferred. Stewart declared. So that's two, which is Griffin and Benchero. Um, Patrick Tapay is transferring. Well, no, but you have to remember that not everybody on that team gets scholarship. No, they all those guys got scholarships. But full scholarships. I guarantee you. And plus, yeah. Plus there's other recruiting news with Duke that we'll talk about later. But uh, one that I'm kind of upset about, five-star Enoch Baoki or something like that, the center originally committed to Michigan State. He's now going to Arizona State, um, which I feel is interesting. That's the third big-time recruit that Arizona State's gotten in the last yeah, two I, years. Very inter- yeah, that is very interesting. I mean, Marcus Bagley's there, um, obviously. Josh Christopher made the big, uh, big-time commitment last year, which made me pretty happy going away from Michigan to Arizona State. And now him. So hey, maybe they're maybe they're they're building something special. Um, Gonzaga. If you guys thought Gonzaga's team this year was good and it's a one and done team, get ready for next year because they just picked up their highest ranked recruit ever, better than Jalen Suggs and five star Hunter Salas. And guess what? It only gets better from there. Chet Holgram has a number of crystal balls there. My prediction is that's where he goes. But um. So that so Chet Holgram would be their highest recruit ever if he went there, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's a big time recruit. Um, I'm gonna go off for two Michigan State things. It's not in order, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it the way I think it should be put. Actually, it's three, and the one's not big, but I think it's interesting. First off, the last the last big one, but the interesting one, Jack Hoiberg. Um, he he is transferring out of Michigan State. Again, he's not a big player on Michigan State, but he is the son of a you know Division One sports coach, and I think that's where he gets his highlight at. I guess, um, like I said, not a not a huge contributor to the Michigan State team, but I did enjoy watching him play. Um, the one that was a, I guess you could say, big contributor, but I'm happy about it. It's Rocket Watts. Um, he's transferring out of Michigan State, and I'm I'm pretty. I guess you could say happy about that because although Rocket Watts did put up a couple 20-point games this season, um, you know, he was terribly inefficient, can't handle the ball. Um, he defends all right. I'll give him credit there. But I think that our new transfer, Northeastern uh, guard Tyson Walker, who was CAA Player of the Year this year, I mean, he's averaging like 18 points. I like him coming in. He transferred. He was a pretty coveted uh, guy. He chose Michigan State over Kansas and Texas. So, hey, you know, I'll take it. I'll, I'll definitely take it. I didn't expect that. Um, again, some more transfer news. I mean, there were some smaller guys, but Ethan, I told you this, Boogie Ellis, I mean, he's transferring from Memphis. I know you mentioned, and this is why I said that Walker Kessler, after you said that about Walker Kessler, that everybody loves Duke. Yes, Boogie Ellis was formerly recruited by Duke. I no, guess, no, 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 hold on, no, no, no. He formerly committed to Duke, but well, he, yeah. like, he decommitted. Yeah. Well, I, I don't see him going there again for the same exact reason. Um, Adam Miller, this one surprises me. I was a big fan of Adam Miller, the freshman from Illinois. I thought him and Anthony, it Andre or yeah, Andre Corbello. I thought they were going to be a pretty good duo over the next couple of years. And, you know, I guess maybe playing time or something. And or Adam Miller is no longer going to be with the team there. Um, hey, hold on. Going back to Michigan State, who did you, 
I can't find it online. Who do you say is transferring into Michigan State? Tyson Walker. Oh, okay. Never mind. What were you looking at? I was trying to see. I was trying to see. I didn't know. I didn't know who you said for some reason. I just didn't hear it. I don't know why. Well, yeah, but who are you looking for? I I just searched up Michigan State basketball transfers and I didn't see it. That's what I was wondering. But eighteen point eight points per game for Northeastern. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I mentioned Texas a little bit earlier. Um, I know some big news and some that I guess that wasn't exactly. I don't know. One that I wasn't exactly expecting is Chris Beard stays in the state of Texas, but he goes over, he takes Shaka Smart's job at Texas, which again was another thing I was a little surprised about. He's in conference too. Oh, yeah, but like Texas and Texas Tech, regardless of being in the same conference, would be rivals anyways because they're in the same state. And Well, I think Texas is his alma mater, so. But still. That That was probably his dream job the whole time. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. Ethan, what are you talking about? I just looked up Michigan State basketball transfer, the sixth article on the page. Michigan State basketball adds talented transfer point guard Tyson Walker. Oh, okay, fine. Keep going. I didn't see it. And the last one that I'm sure you're happy to announce, I'll let you take this one. Ah, yes. So yesterday there was a recruitment announcement. Um, Five-star shooting guard Trevor Keels will be playing for the uh, – as initially committed to the Blue Devils. He obviously could decommit, but he is initially committed to the Blue Devils um, to play next year, which gives us some much need help after DJ Stewart, which Darren and I are a little shocked that he kind of like officially declared with an agent to the draft. Gives them a little help in that guard position there. So, Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Duke will be as good as they were in years prior. So you know? The biggest of fruits that have really not have made an announcement is Chet Holmgren and Patrick Baldwin, right? Did you really have to confuse – did you really have to be surprised when saying Patrick Baldwin? Well, I was trying to think. I didn't know who the two was. Um, it's not Salas, is it? Um, now, what is he? Is he – man, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know who the two is. Jaden Hardy. It's Jaden Hardy. Where's he going? He's looking like he'll go pro. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, obviously, Chet Holmgren's number one, but obviously all signs right now are kind of pointing him towards Gonzaga. And then Patrick Baldwin, it was Duke, but I guess his dad coaches University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, so there's a lot of speculation predictions that will go there. You guess. Okay, fine. His dad coaches University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, so there's a lot of predictions he won't outgo there, which – Is what it is, right? Is is what it is, yeah, sure. Um, anything else, Jar? I'm just looking at the recruits. I'm kind of interested. I haven't looked at them too much. I mean, I think it is a little interesting that Jabari Smith, who's the fifth overall recruit in the whole entire class, is an Auburn commit. I mean, but I guess they did get, you know, Sharif Cooper, who was a highly recruit, highly recruited uh, guard last Sharif year. Sharif Cooper so. is getting drafted next year, right? 100%. Yeah. Like yeah. probably fifteen somewhere around there. Yeah, Sharif's good. Um, not too much, I guess. Yeah, there really isn't too much. I mean, it's 
it's recruiting. No other big commits, really. Um, but yeah, that that's really that's that's all I've got for college basketball, and I guess really it for everything, unless you have something else. No, I mean, um, obviously, whenever the Final Four championship game happens, hopefully next week we'll get you. We'll report out that information and give maybe our kind of takes on if our predictions were sort of correct. So just look out for that and also look out for some of the interviews we're doing. Um, there's obviously there's going to be some good ones coming up in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that as well. Yeah. I mean, I know we have what division one soccer player to put out. We have a division one golfer to put out. We have, um, some division we have a division one field hockey player we have a division one cross country runner we have a professional lacrosse player so very diverse very diverse uh yeah there's, palette, there's, I guess you could say. I, there's like something for everyone so obviously we haven't really been like apart from andy eight mangus we haven't really been in the golf game interviewing too much but obviously with this division one golfer that's going to be out soon we'll get a little more um what college golfing is like as well so just in time for master's weekend Exactly. We'll put it out just in time for the Masters week, and you can watch that then get ready for the Masters. Um, yes, yeah, so I think – Jared, do you have anything else? I am A-okay. Okay, so as always, thank you very much for listening, and for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Miserak. And we're signing off.